Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Morning, everybody. I'm going to do something that's fairly spontaneous. Um, I want to ask whoever's back there doing slides if you can pull up that uh, that declaration thing we just did again. We're just going to do something for a minute. Because many of you are, are either new or, or this is your first time here, and, and some of you might be like, why are we declaring things for an offering? But, uh, you know, these, these declarations are actually us pronouncing to the Lord what we're believing for, what we want to have the experiences that we want to have. It's not, it's not just for greedy reasons. It's because we want to fully just encounter the kingdom and let it be manifested in our lives so that we can see the world changed. Amen? And so, and, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if some of this stuff sounds like crazy. Like, are you serious? Go to that next screen right there. Uh, that, like, like, you're seriously like declaring angelic visitations? Really? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, we, we declare dreams and visions. This is God. This is the things that God does. These are present day realities that God wants to do in our life. He wants to increase the manifestation of kingdom. So I just declare over us right now dreams and visions, angelic visitations. Yes, they happen. <laughs> yes, they happen. Declarations and impartations. Heaven open. We just declare open heavens in Jesus' name. Earth invaded by heaven. That the storehouses of heaven get unlocked and just release supernatural provisions and miracles and breakthroughs into our lives. Miracles created. Come on. Miracles created. I declare miracles in Jesus' name. And anointings giftings from Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and callings, positions and promotions. Come on. God wants to bless you. <laughs> I've heard it said that, that uh, you don't know how much God can get to you until He knows how much He can get through you. And, and the Lord wants to bring increase to our lives. It's to bless us, but it's also to release the overflow to the world around us provisions and resources to go to the nations come on that, we'll stop on that but I just wanted to take a moment and like just bring us into this for a moment because these are true things that we're believing for that we're standing for that we're not just like pressing into this thing like it's some idea that we hope might happen like no way we're we actually are we're, we're entering into these things amen more and more Hallelujah. Amen. You guys can be seated, but don't stop receiving. <laughs> Is there anybody in here who you have ever had the experience of just feeling done, like overdone? You're, you're tired, you're weary, whether it's in your body. I imagine the bears probably feel that right now. Um, the, physically or emotionally, mentally, you just feel spent. Yep. Me, I don't. I don't have any idea about that. I'm, 
I just live in the, in the perfect, no, you know that's a lie. <laughs> you guys have seen me. <laughs> but um, I, I want to speak into that because I want to just speak to your spirits right now, that your spirit is not in subjection to your body or your soul. Okay? Your spirit actually has the power to, to ascend the experience that we feel in our physical body, in our emotional being, all right? We can actually be lifted above that and live beyond that, all right? And that's what I'm going to speak on today. My message today is called Live From Your Spirit. Live From Your Spirit. Yesterday... Um, there, there's a few people that went over to help Michael and Linda Barrett load up a moving truck. Thanks to you who were able to help with that, by the way. And I joined them for several hours, and we banged that thing out, didn't we? Yeah, that was awesome. And also tiring. <laughs> Have you ever stood inside of, a, inside of a moving truck with all the dust, and it, and it encapsulates the humidity, and it's hot, right? I think I lost a few pounds of sweat yesterday. Yeah, it was a detox. That's right. That's why I did it. I was trying to detox. But, but I did that after I did my own lawn work yesterday, too. So that's kind of back-to-back, outdoor, doing, doing stuff, and, and meetings, and, and just a lot of stuff going on yesterday. By the time evening got there, and I wanted to press into the Lord for this morning more, I just laid on the floor, and I'm like, I can't, I can't focus on anything. I was, my body was exhausted. And, and not only that, but I, I've, been, I've shared this with you all recently, that I've been in a season that just has been pretty toiling with, with some spiritual warfare stuff and just hardship going on with some people, just working through things and and we you know we lost our beloved Julie to cancer and did a funeral and well we don't we didn't call it a funeral celebration of life all right and and just a lot of stuff that's beyond the normal uh, heavy duty lifestyle a lot of things that can be uh, emotionally and mentally taxing so let me just say I am more ready than I've ever been for a vacation and it's coming soon. But I was, I, last night I was laying on my floor, and I had some soaking music on, and I was just like, Lord, I need to engage with you. I know you want to do something tomorrow, and I'm just not even, I just, I don't feel connected. And I'm like, I, I know you, I know that I don't have to stay in this place, but help me. <laughs> Please, help! Sometimes that's the most powerful prayer. One word, help! <laughs> Anybody know what I mean? <laughs> While I was laying there, the Holy Spirit started reminding me of a couple of stories in the Bible. I remembered Elijah, who had just gone through some crazy spiritual warfare and saw God show up gloriously, and he crushed the strongholds of the region, and it was amazing, but he was exhausted. And, and he had to go on this journey, like a really far journey, but he was exhausted, and, and he was laying down, and, and the Lord sent angels to minister to him, and they, they fed him and gave him 
drink and refresh his spirit and his soul and his body. And, and it was crazy because it, it gave him supernatural strength to rise above the exhaustion and the weariness that he had. And then he like ran. I forgot how far it was, but it was, it was crazy. Ran and outran a chariot drugged by horses that already had like a huge head start on him. He ran past them because the Holy Spirit gave him supernatural power and energy that, was, that what, his body wasn't able to do it. But he connected with God at a spirit level. Something happened to him. Amen? And then, and then Jesus, who fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, and his body was weary. He became hungry. You would be too. <laughs> I get hungry if I fast for like four hours. <laughs> but Jesus, 40 days. And, and so, you know, at the end of that time, he's weary and he'd been un, he's been under spiritual warfare. The enemy, Satan, was trying to deceive him and just trying to work temptation into his heart. And, uh, but it says that the angels came and ministered to him. And the Lord was reminding me of that. And I laid there and I'm like, all right, I let, let the angels come and minister to me, Lord, because I need it. And he said, well, open your eyes. Believe. And, and I just kept laying there. But I, but I, start, I started shifting my perspective. He's like, you, just, you need to put your attention on this. Because how many of you know that there's more things going on in the spirit realm than we realize if we're not paying attention to it? Amen? And so I started paying attention. I started feeling a spiritual presence around me. And I started feeling my spirit getting refreshed. And then, and then I... I, I knew that the Holy Spirit was coming, and he started watering my soul. I have a little fountain in my room, and I started listening to that. And, and the Holy Spirit is like, I'm the river of living water that never runs dry. Started drinking of the Spirit. And all of a sudden, I started feeling refreshing coming in. Whoa, I feel it right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And he was refreshing my spirit. And all of a sudden, I, I had been trying to press into the Lord to, to get a handle on spiritual matters, but you, you can't do that from your soul, from the mind and from your emotions or from the body. You can't, you can't connect with the spirit realm from your soul and your body. But I was so focused on how exhausted I was, and the Holy Spirit was like, hey, pull out of what you're feeling and just... Focus on something other than, focus on me. And I started feeling my spirit just started swelling up within me. And I started feeling, uh, clarity started coming to me again. Because I wasn't able to think clearly about the kingdom. Clarity started coming. I started feeling strength rising up in me. And it didn't take long before I, I was feeling invigorated. And I started feeling full of the Spirit again. Come on! And when I started feeling full of the Spirit, it didn't matter at that point how my body felt anymore. Because I wasn't coming under subjection to the feelings of my body. And I, I started realizing that the more I'm pulling on the Spirit, the more I'm coming out from underneath the, the weightiness of all the hard things I've been walking through in this season. And I started feeling peace 
filling my heart. I started feeling joy and spiritual vigor and energy again. Come on. Why did that happen? Because I had determined I'm not going to let my body and my soul lead me right now. I'm going to shift my focus to my spirit man who always has access to the presence of God. Come on. Pretty good stuff. The Holy Spirit started reminding me who I am. But, I, but before I was trying to tell me who I was, but I wasn't connecting. But when the Holy Spirit spoke to me from the Spirit within, I started believing it again. And, and then I engaged with my identity. I'm a, I'm a free I'm a free man. I'm a son of God. I have anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm powerful in Him. More than a conqueror through Him who loves me. Come on. But it was hard for me to function from that place when I was yielded to my body and my soul. I was, I was, I was succumbing to my feelings. It, it, the, the succumbing to the feelings and trying to push through that to try to grab a hold of my truth, but from that place wasn't getting me anywhere. Letting it go and saying, Lord, I'm not going to pay attention to that right now. I'm just going to release it to you. I'm going to just let you water me right now. And my spirit shifted into place. Come on. And I declare right now, spirits, Shifting into place. In Jesus' name. Spirits. <laughs> that was my physical body almost tripped. That, but that, that didn't affect my spirit. My spirit did not trip. I just declare spirits align right now. In Jesus' name. With who God knows that you are. You're sons and daughters of the Most High God. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You have the freedom of the Lord because He who the Son sets free is free indeed. You have peace that surpasses all understanding. You have joy that's unspeakable. You have strength when you feel weak. Come on. Spirits, rise up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And, and the Lord starts speaking that over me. Let the weak say, I am strong. And I started declaring, I'm strong. I, I don't, I'm not going to listen to what my body's telling me right now. I'm not going to listen to what my emotions are telling me right now. I am strong. I started feeling strength fill every part of who I am. When I am weak, then I am strong. The only way that works out of 2 Corinthians 12 is to engage with a grace that comes from God that we didn't earn, we didn't work hard enough to achieve it, but He releases it to us. By, by a gift. He, he releases grace to us. And His grace is sufficient for you. 
His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Amen? Come on. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace... Let's just stop there. <laughs> He's the God of peace. Peace. You know something I learned from Jesus one time? That when we're carrying our calling of the kingdom, bringing the kingdom to people, he actually has given us the authority to release peace into anybody who will receive it. And right now, that's me. So I'm going to take that authority and release peace to you right now. Peace to your spirit and into your soul. In Jesus' name. You carry that power too. He gave it to them when he sent them out in the twos. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Everybody say completely. completely. Not partly. Everybody say not partly. partly. Completely. completely. And may your whole, everybody say whole. whole. Not, part. not part. Whole. whole. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord has actually told us in this verse that you are a spirit, soul, and body, triune being. Spirit, soul, body. And I want to tell you that your spirit is actually who you are. Your soul, that's not who you are, but it's a part of the expression of who you are. All right? And a, and a soul includes your, your mind systems, your, your thought processes. It includes your, your emotions and your feelings. Okay? And your body. You know, your body shows us what you look like, but your spirit inside that body is actually who you are. Your spirit. And, and if you've been born again of the spirit... Then, it, then it's your spirit that the Lord released eternal life into. Okay? And your spirit, born again. You, you used to be a, a creation, an old creation. That, that was a sinner. That, that carried all kinds of junk. But you became born again of the spirit. Born Again, and we're going to get more into that in a few minutes, but I just want to tell you, if you're born again, you're, you, who you are is your spirit inside you. And, and we have a choice. Are we going to function from our spirit? Or are we going to function from our soul and our body? Because most people who are walking around on this earth and probably even in churches, are more than, more than not functioning from their soul and their body. But Jesus is calling us into a lifestyle where we live from our spirit. Alright? You are a spirit. If, you, if you're born again in the spirit, your spirit is completed. Jesus said it is finished. And so he actually has fully 
redeemed your spirit. He has fully freed your spirit. He's fully restored your spirit. He's fully reformed the image of God within you. Come on. He's, he, he's put the nature of God Himself into you in the Spirit. If you're sons and daughters of the Most High God, then whose DNA do you carry? Children of God, Yahweh. That's in your spirit fully if you're born again. When, when my son David was born and he was born with my DNA into him, it wasn't like he had a little bit of my DNA, but when he gets better, he's going to be a little bit more like me. No, he, had, he fully was born with it. Amen? The sinful nature has died. And I declare over you right now that you are supernatural beings. Supernatural. Supernatural. Whatever the craziest imagination of Holy Spirit supernatural life you could imagine, God sees that in you in the Spirit. Come on. And you're more free than you know you are. You're more powerful than you know you are. Come on, what, what's going to happen when we tap into the understanding of what already exists within us? What will get unlocked when we see this for what it really is? And enter our agreement into that and live from that. Amen? You are a spirit. You have a soul. Mind, intellect, and emotions. And you live in a body. And there's a lot of people who, who have taught pretty crappy teachings about, <laughs> about the, the, the spirit is good and the soul and the body is not good. Crappy teachings. Say it twice there. Because Jesus, when he died on the cross, he didn't die for partial you. He died for whole you. He died to restore your spirit and to restore your soul, your mind, restore your mind. To restore your feelings and your emotions in the broken places. And to restore your body and to bring healing and energy and strength to you. He died for you. On all levels. Come on. But, but when we try to live from soul and from body and not from spirit, we actually come under subjection to powers that are around us, influences of powers around us that's not kingdom of God. When we live from the spirit, yoked with Jesus, Abiding in the vine, we draw from the powers and the nutrients and the resources and the spirit, the DNA, the nature of heaven fills us, and then we can live from the inside out. My spirit coming into the reality of who I am in him, I can start thinking like God. I can start feeling 
feelings that, that are going to, it doesn't mean we don't ever have bad feelings, but it means that we don't become captive to them. But we can enter into the, the, the emotions that the Holy Spirit wants to bring into our life as our dominant feelings. Peace and love and joy. Come on. Amen? We don't want to be soul-led. I've been led by my soul, and it always takes me nowhere straight. I'll just say that. It, it takes me all over the place. If I'm feeling dumpy one day, and I, and I yield myself to the feeling of dump, it doesn't feel good. If I'm feeling happy the next day, ooh, life's great. It's like, life's great. Life's horrible. Everybody loves me. Everybody hates me. And we're all over the map. Today's going to be my, my peace day. Oh, wait, that just happened. No, I can't have peace now. We become victims of other things influencing how we're doing. Okay. But the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into a place where we're anchored in Christ and we're drawing from Him and, and He's filling us with the Spirit of God and that we, we get filled with that and we live from that place. And the Bible in Ephesians, I think it's chapter 3, says that we're rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. Rooted and grounded. That happens at the Spirit level. Rooted and grounded in His love. Amen? He wants us to remember who we are and where our strength comes from. We are spirit. And our strength comes from His spirit. One with our spirit. Okay? I've heard many people teach about the flesh. And there, there's, the, there's teachings about spirit and flesh. And, and uh, the, it's a real thing in the Bible, but I think that some people don't have a full, it is finished, new covenant perspective on that teaching at times. And, and people teach that you can live in the flesh or you can live in the Spirit, and the, your, your flesh equals your sinful nature. You can live from your sinful nature or you can live in the Spirit, but you can keep dipping in and out of either world. But guess what? That concept is an old covenant concept because Jesus has crucified the old man. Come on. I'm going to read on that here in a few, in a few minutes, but I want to just do, I want to tell you guys that in the New Testament when the Bible talks about flesh and it's referring to Christians, it's not talking about a, a sinful nature. It's talking about living from your soul living from your body being and functioning from a place where you're 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 living out of your own strength instead of connected to the vine so so in that context the the flesh it doesn't mean that your emotions and your mind are, are bad that they're the fallen nature it's not that it just means functioning on your own strength instead of fully united with Jesus Christ, okay? And we get to choose 
whether we're going to live from that place or if we're going to just go at our own. And, and so then sometimes we may go back and forth between going at our own and fully yielded to the Lord. And that's where we miss it. All right? It doesn't mean that, you, that you, all of a sudden you have a sinful nature. Okay? It just means that you're probably not functioning from who you actually really are. You're letting your, you're letting your thoughts dictate what you're doing. You're letting your, your feelings dictate how you're doing, how your body feels. Man, if I would have gone there, I wouldn't even be here this morning. <laughs> Body feels. I, I did not feel like doing anything except sleeping for like three days last night. Jesus said in John 15, 4 and 5, he said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Guess what? For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. So when we're functioning, when we're, when we're being led by our soul and our body, we're, being, we're, we're actually living from a thing that it can't actually be abiding in the vine. Because it's your spirit, the true you, the core you, the identity of you. The, the, that's that's what has union with Jesus. And from that place, we can bear much fruit. Because we're, we're, the flow of his life, his abundant life is flowing through us. And out comes fruit. Good things. But when we try to do it on our own strength, it doesn't mean that we become unsaved. It just means that we're, we're not drawing from him. We're drawing from ourselves. And guess what? When I draw from this guy right here, you're going to get about 10 minutes of good. And then who knows what's going to happen after that? It'll get depleted fast. All right? The body and soul are good because Jesus is redeeming and restoring them. But, but we, don't wanna, we don't want them to dictate how we're doing. We don't want them to be what leads us. We want to be led by the Spirit and be subjection to the Spirit. Amen? Amen. <laughs> I like this verse that David said it, Psalm 103, 1 and 2. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. I love it. <laughs> There's a, an awesome worship song that's old that says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. My soul. And, and usually when we sing it, we're like looking to the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And, and guess what? That's not actually worship. All right? It's powerful, but it's not worship. Because bless the Lord, oh my soul, is not giving, it's not talking to God. It's talking to my soul. And, and David knew this, that he's a spirit being. And, and if his soul is not doing, feeling what his spirit knows he needs to be doing, what does he do? He uses the authority 
of His Spirit to call His soul into alignment with what needs to be going on. And He commanding His soul, bless the Lord. You don't feel like it right now. People hate you right now. You don't feel good. People fighting with you. People talking bad about you. They're throwing fiery darts in your back. You don't feel like blessing the Lord right now. But I don't care. I don't care what, what you're feeling because that is not who you are. Soul, I command you to line up right now and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. I'm not feeling like all the things that God's promise are coming to pass right now. I'm not sure if His promises are really yes and amen. I don't, I don't know for sure if it feels like all the things that we're declaring are actually real because they're not happening to me. I'm, I'm a little downcast. Oh, really? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not His promises. Soul, I call you in order now. Stop coming in subjection with feeling like you're a failure or a victim or like something's not going to happen good for you. Line up and remember what God says. And declare it. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. I command every part of me to rise up right now. Body, you feel, you feel exhausted? Okay, line up. Worship the Lord. You felt, I felt like sleeping in this morning. Instead of going to worship the Lord with my brothers and sisters. Body, line up in Jesus' name. No more excuses, soul and body. When we function from the soul and from the body, we've got plenty of good excuses of how not to show up 100%. And yes, that applies to church services, but that's not the, what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about just an everyday living, living from the Spirit. I, I, can, I can show up fully to the Lord when I feel like it, or when people are encouraging me, <laughs> or when my opportunities are all being granted to me that I wanted. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, when you don't feel like it. Come on. We need to know who we are, and we need to understand that our spirit is the part of us that's fully connected to the Lord, and that we choose to be submitted to Him, and that we need to understand that our soul and our body are real parts of who we are, and God loves you on every level, but your spirit, your soul, and your body, I mean, should not dictate what your spirit gets to do or not do. Your spirit needs to be the master 
of your soul and your body. And you have authority. If there's nobody else you have authority over, you have authority over yourself. And this world is full of people who don't know how to take authority over themselves. So they're victims. Or they're, or they're, they're in, enslaved, they're in shackles, or whatever, because things happen to them. But he who the Son set free is free indeed. If you live from the Spirit. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. You guys doing all right? I, I want us to become a people who are walking in so much strength, so much confidence in our spirits that we don't let our bodies and our emotions be an excuse to not show up in full anymore. If you want to see this world get changed like you keep talking about, I'm talking to me too, by the way. We can't be dictated by anything but the Spirit and fully yielded to what God's saying and doing. Amen? <laughs> but when we come into the truth of who we are in the Spirit, we will realize that there's so much power, conquering power within us that it doesn't matter how it feels because we conquer it, and then the Lord gives us supernatural rejuvenation. Just like Elijah, who, who had supernatural strength flood his soul and his body to be able to endure what was next. The Lord gives us supernatural strength and peace, in the, even in the soul and the body level, when we do it from the Spirit. Amen? Thank you, my Lord. I want to I read a little bit out of Romans 6. Anybody else still own Bibles? <laughs> Romans 6. I'm going to just bust through a few verses here. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall he who died to sin, everybody say, I've died to sin. How shall he live in it any, any longer? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. That's a powerful statement. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, everybody say, I've been united, united. with his death. Certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. And that is not saying that one day we're going to get raptured from the grave. It's actually talking about we've already entered into this reality. 
So, so declare this over me. I've been united, I've been united in, his in his resurrection. Whoa. Whoa. I've been united in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wow. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That the body of sin, that's that sin nature we were talking about, might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. Repeat this. My old sinful nature was crucified with Jesus. And was done away with. That's what it says. Done away with. The Greek word for done away with is katargeo. And it means to render powerless. To destroy. To put an end to. He has rendered powerless the old sinful nature. He has destroyed it. He put an end to it. It's done. Alright? It's gone. doesn't exist for the born-again believer. We, and it say this, I'm no longer a slave of sin. That means that sin no longer can can no longer over empower it can no longer sorry overpower you overtake you get you to do something that you don't want to do. It's broken. You're not a slave anymore to that. All right. For he who has died has been freed from sin. All right. He says he who has died. Guess what? If you're born again. You've already died. You've already died. You've been freed from sin. Say this, I've been freed from sin. It no longer has a hold on my life. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Hallelujah. Who's thankful for Jesus dying on the cross? Who's thankful for Jesus dying on the cross? Who's thankful that Jesus resurrected from the dead? Because it says that the life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11, Likewise, you also... Reckon yourselves. That means choose to believe this about yourselves. Shift your mindset away from anything that disagrees with this. Make your soul line up with this reality. All right? Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. (laughs) This is a proactive rewiring of our thought processes. The old sinful man that I was has died. I'm free from it. It has no longer any hold on my life anymore. I have to proactively make myself continually believing sin has no power in my life anymore. It's not who I am. It's who I was. It's not who I am. Amen? Likewise, Reckon yourselves to be dead 
indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Reckon yourself. Make yourself believe this thing that maybe things tell you otherwise. Maybe, maybe it doesn't register well with you yet, but force your thinking into believing this. Reckon yourself to believe that you also have entered into the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Check this out. The old sinful you went to the cross, became united, fused into the body. Jesus on the cross, nailed to the cross with Him every part of the brokenness and bondage and fallenness and darkness that your soul ever carried went to the cross with Jesus. And when He pierced His, his hands and His legs and they cut His side, your, your old sinful self went into that body with Him and became annihilated with Him. And it does not exist anymore. And your spirit became united with Jesus, fused together into union with Him on the cross. And the old was shed off of you. You entered into the newness of Jesus. And He became resurrected. And your spirit gave, was given new birth into the new resurrected glorified life of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on! Born again, born again means shedding off of the old, entering into the life of the new. Jesus was called the firstborn from the dead, which means that he, in a sense, became born again, not because he was on his way to hell. Don't think I'm saying that, but he's born again, given new life, firstborn from the dead. That the word firstborn from the dead, that means born again through the resurrection. If he's the firstborn from the dead, that means there's others who would be born from a place of being dead. If, you're, if you truly are a born-again Christian, the old, soulish, body of sin, heap of <laughs> darkness, whatever it was, me too, went to the cross with Jesus. All the brokenness with it to the cross. Died. Dead. Rendered powerless. Annihilated. Non-existent. It doesn't live any longer. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. The old patterns, the old behaviors, the old beliefs, the old cycles. It's not who you are. And if, you're, if your lifestyle sees it keep creeping back up, you got to reckon yourself that you're dead to that. When the old beliefs start trying to tell you, this, this is who you are. This is what you do. No! I reckon myself dead to that. Even if I sinned and I failed... And, and the devil tries to come and say, well, look, you did it. It's who you are. No. No. I repent to the Lord. I confess my sin. 
He cleanses me in the blood of Jesus and makes me white as snow all over again, resetting me back into who He knows that I am, the born-again Son of the Most High God. Come on. I have to reckon myself that I'm dead to the stuff that used to be able to pull me down. i got to force myself sometimes to believe it. Reckon yourself. Reckon yourself. That's not who I am. I have to make myself believe that's not who I am. But we don't want to just focus on renouncing who I'm not. Because that won't get us anywhere for very long. we got to focus on who I am. Reckon myself that I have been resurrected with Jesus Christ and I've entered into the nature of God and the nature of who He is. I'm I'm fused together into union with Jesus and now I've been born again of a nature that's not of this world anymore. The nature of Jesus is purity. It's holiness. It's blamelessness. It's peace. It's righteousness. It's power. It's free. It has authority that can change the world. It's anointed. It's gifted. Come on. Reckon yourself. Reckon yourself. Stop letting yourself think that the patterns dictate who you are. That's not who you are. Who are you? You're a child of the Most High God. You have the DNA of God inside of you. You have His chromosomes. You can live from that place and actually extend the victory of your spirit man into your soul. The freedom that that you already have in your spirit can go to the soul realm. To the soul realm, where we renew our minds. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen? Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts, and do not present your members, talking about the parts of your body and everything that's an attribute of who you are, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. So, so this is saying, we know who you are, but you still can actually function from that if you choose to. You can still live from your soul. You can still live from your body and still sin. But it's not who you are. Reckon yourself dead to the thing that makes you think you want to do those things. Repent. Realign. Get cleansed. Come into the union that you already have in Christ. Live from the inside out. The victory that Jesus has put in your spirit, let it go out to your soul, into your body, and outward into the world. Be a spirit that commands your soul and your body to line up. When you're feeling overwhelming temptations to sin, and the devil will try to do it, He did it with the greatest of all of us, Jesus. means that Jesus literally had to, He actually took it into consideration. He he literally had to feel what it feels like to consider if He wanted to do it or not. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been temptation. 
But when that happens, we can either be a victim of it and say, oh, well, I guess I don't know if I can handle this. Guess what? God said he will never let you be tempted with anything beyond what you can handle. Why? It's not because you and your, in your flesh strength can overcome it, but in your spirit, you can overcome all things. Amen? Because who are you? You're a child of the Most High God. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. Hallelujah. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. That dude died. <laughs> that dude died. I no longer can find my identity in my old ways. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live in this flesh, guess what? Flesh is not bad. The life I live in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So I can live my life from the Spirit inside this flesh body. I can, I can live my life in union with Jesus and knowing that He actually is the source that empowers me to the same victory that He walked in and demonstrated to an entire world. That's in you. That's your spirit. That's your nature in Christ. Hallelujah. You guys okay? Good. <clears throat> Romans 8, 18 through 19. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be re revealed in us. Check that out. God actually plans for His glory to be revealed in you. His glory. I'm talking about the glory. His glory. The glowing, radiating, powerful presence of God, the Kabod glory, the Shekinah glory. He wants it to be revealed in you. That's how God looks at you. That's who you are to Him. Come on. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy. Well, if I'm functioning from my soul and my body, I will not endure the sufferings. When I function from my spirit, I can conquer those things. And in our conquering and in our enduring, the Lord is going to let his glory be revealed in us. <laughs> Come on. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Do you guys know that this world is actually, they don't know it, but inside, people are waiting for God's children, His sons and daughters, to be revealed in His glory. God actually plans on you being a vessel of His glory that you walk around in darkness glowing in the dark. The darkness looks to you and it sees Jesus manifested in you. 
when you know who you are because your spirit has already been fully restored, fully redeemed. It is finished. He didn't do a partial job waiting to finish it later in your spirit. All right? Your spirit already bears the image of God. But when we live from the soul and the body, we're cloaking to the world and to us a glory that already lives inside. (laughs) Would you let that sink in for a second? When we live from the soul level and not from the spirit level, our soul cloaks the glory that the world is waiting to see. But when we from the Spirit recognize and embrace who God says that we are, and we, we embrace it, we believe it, we, we renew our minds until we become transformed into the fullness of that reality, the more that we come into the awareness of who God says we are, the more the cloak dissolves. The more that the, the soul comes into submission to the Spirit, the more the Spirit gets revealed. But God's waiting. God, the, the creation is waiting for you to be revealed to the world. God's waiting for you to be revealed to yourself. You guys all right? (laughs) Living from the Spirit, we can overcome all things. We, We need to live and operate from our spirit, but it's a daily choice. It's a hourly choice. It's a moment by moment choice. It's a choice that no matter what comes against me, I'm going to choose to embrace who God says I am. Amen. When we function from the soul and from the body, we revert to an identity that's false. It's not who we are. The body and the emotions, they'll they'll deceive you and mislead you. The soulish words of man, the fiery darts that find its way to your heart, they can destroy you. They're from the enemy, but we don't have to come under these things when we live from the Spirit and know who we are in Christ. Amen? (laughs) I hate it when I wake up at like 4.30 in the morning, but it happened. After I was already feeling exhausted last night. (laughs) But guess what? I'm, I'm in the Spirit right now. And, I, and I'm good, okay? But while I was laying there in bed trying to command my body to go back to sleep and it didn't obey me for a while, the Lord started giving me some downloads, some contrasts between operating from our flesh and operating from our spirit. I'm going to give these to you. And let me remind you that I'm not saying flesh is your sinful nature because that died, but it, it's operating from 
ourself instead of from our connection to God. Do you guys understand that? All right. The flesh comes under problems. The spirit rises above problems. The flesh battles against flesh and blood. The spirit battles against principalities and powers and dominions. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. The flesh gets overcome, but the spirit is an overcomer. We get to choose which realm we operate from. It's a huge contrast, all right? The flesh operates from religion, the spirit from relationship. The flesh lives like an orphan. The spirit lives like a son or a daughter. The flesh strives and exhausts itself. The spirit lives by anointing and grace. The flesh walks by sight and beliefs come by experiences. The spirit walks by faith and the beliefs come from his word. The flesh gets entangled in sin and weighed down by burdens. The spirit runs free. Come on. The flesh tries hard. The spirit abides, rests, and bears fruit as a natural byproduct. The flesh makes excuses for behaviors. The spirit repents and realigns. The flesh believes that I'm a sinner saved by grace. The spirit knows that I'm no longer a sinner, but I've been saved by grace. And now I'm a son and a saint, not a sinner. I'm a saint. I'm an overcomer. I have a righteous nature. The flesh lives on earth toward heaven. The spirit lives from heaven toward earth. The flesh lives for love and acceptance, trying to earn it. The spirit lives from love and acceptance, has already received it. The flesh is influenced by the world. The spirit is influenced by heaven, and it leads the soul and the body. The flesh fears man. The spirit fears God. The flesh easily receives the spirit of fear, but the spirit receives power and love and a sound mind. The flesh gets an attitude. Sometimes my wife knows me in the flesh too. The spirit bears good fruit. The flesh processes, processes emotion by human reasoning. The spirit 
processes emotion with God, truth, and godly counsel. The flesh assesses situations by current status and conditions. The spirit calls things that are not as though they are. You guys doing all right? The flesh loves when it feels like it. The spirit loves unconditionally. The flesh is a fair weather friend. The spirit is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The flesh is flighty. The spirit is loyal. The flesh abandons ship when it gets hard. The spirit stays the course all the way through and navigates hardship to victory. Flesh, self is the source. Spirit, God is the source. Those are some distinguishings. Sometimes we might get it to be able to hear some of that and think, oh man, I might actually have been operating from my flesh here or there. I'm sure I could probably find a few of those for me too. But, but, but guess what? Guess what? Here's the good news. When you're operating from the flesh, which by the way, leads to destruction, that's not who God thinks you are. All right? That's not who you are. It's not who you are. When we operate from that place, we can recognize, oh my goodness, I was not yoked to Jesus on that one. I can realign myself. I can repent of operating from my soul and my body and say, Lord, I, I totally, uh, I, I was disconnected from you. Let me reconnect now. Guess what? He's right there ready to reconnect you and to love on you and to fill you with identity and freedom. And he's calling us in. He's, he's calling us in. He wants to deepen our connection with him. And he's going to speak affirming words. He'll wash you with the water of his word that cleanses you off of all the stuff that made you believe and function in those ways. To bring you into that place of victory. Because guess what? Your spirit is more powerful and more free than you know it is. Come on. And God's trying to bring us into an awareness of who we are. All right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to aim towards wrapping up right now. <clears throat> if you have Jesus, if you're, we call you Christians, although that's a label, okay? There are a lot of Christians who actually have never actually been born again. <laughs> A lot of Christians who are living from soul and body trying to do Christianity and probably don't even know what born again even feels like. <laughs> but I'm talking about people who are born again because born again means that the old sinful nature has actually died. And Jesus has brought you to life in the Spirit. And I want to speak to your spirit Live from the Spirit because your Spirit actually by nature, by origin, was birthed 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You guys, are you hearing me? The origins of who you are actually is Christ's resurrection. Your spirit is in union with the resurrected, glorified Christ. When you hear verses that say, I've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live. Well, I actually am alive. It's not I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. What? Wait, what? Jesus? You're living... You're, you're giving life to this thing right now? Wow. My spirit fused into union. One. One. With the Creator of this world. With the, with the resurrected Christ. He resurrected Himself. That Jesus... The glorified, the Jesus who sits at the right hand of the Father in the fullness of His glory forever and ever and ever. And the angels bow and worship Him. And they know, they know that even though people have a false idea of who Jesus is in heaven, they know who He is. And He lives in you. Are you serious? Wow, your spirit is in union with the one who actually gives freedom and wholeness to all things. That's, that's who you are. Your nature, the nature of Jesus in you. Wow. Let that please sink in. Let it soak into every fiber of your being. Take time to renew your mind. Take time to process that and to believe it and to reckon yourself that you die. That's not who you are. It doesn't even matter who I was because who I am now, it's actually I'm, I'm in him. I'm in him. My spirit man who takes dominion over my soul and my body, actually, it's not just a religious thing. It's, it's the Spirit of Christ. Whoa. You guys hearing me? I'm speaking to you in the Spirit. Speaking to you in the Spirit. Why don't you stand up? If you believe these things, I'm going to have you declare some things over yourself. <clears throat> By the way, I can't say that I know that everybody in here is born-again Christian. I don't know. All right? If there's anybody in here who you don't know Jesus, or maybe you thought you did and realized that maybe I was a soul Christian but not a spirit born-again Christian, that needs to change. Or, or maybe there's Christians who have been born again, but you haven't been functioning from your spirit in alignment with God, but you've been living from the soul, disconnected from Him. Today's your day to, to repent. And that's not a bad word. It's actually a word of mercy. It's saying come back home to the place that God wants to overwhelm you with His goodness all over again. All right?